Welcome to Oak City Church, a family of learners, lovers, and givers sent. For more information, visit us online at oakcitychurch.com. Let us know if we can help you in any way. Thank you for listening. Hi again. I'm back. Um, We're going to continue with Galatians again in just a minute. You guys can have a seat. So last weekend, I got to go on a mom's retreat. Very good. Moms need that. Um, Our homeschool group does this every year. I've been going for about five years now. They rent this amazing house out at Kerala. And if you've never been to Kerala in the winter, it's different. Um, The beach in the winter in general. Who's been to the beach in the wintertime? Anybody? It's, I mean, it's amazing, right? It's, It's different, but it's still amazing. Um, You dress differently. It's cold. There's not as many people. Um, But the ocean is still the ocean. The sand is still the sand. It's just just a slightly different season. Uh, But it's still really beautiful. I remember, though, the first time I went on this retreat many years ago, I remember thinking, really? The beach in the wintertime? What what do you do at the beach in the wintertime? Just sit inside and look at it? I mean, it's too cold to really do anything. Um, But it's still a beautiful experience. So, Well, you guys got the wonderful snow here in Raleigh. We got rain, Uh, but it was still still a lot of fun. Um, But I was reminded of something walking one morning from the house down to the beach. Of course, there was uh, gross little puddles all over the place, but we were heading for the ocean, so that was what our focus was. But I was reminded of something I I heard a long time ago, um, this reference, that sometimes our walk with God is is like that. It's like we're kind of hanging out in a nasty little mud puddle when God's got a massive ocean for us to play in instead. Uh, But we come back to that gross mud puddle. That might be a C.S. Lewis reference. I don't remember. But, you know, it wouldn't be a Sunday morning at Oak City if we didn't have some kind of C.S. Lewis reference. So there you go. It's officially Sunday morning. Um, Anyway, I want this image to stick with you. So let's just use our imaginations for a second. Um, Imagine that you are in your car, and you've pulled up to a stoplight, and it's been raining for a few days. So there's a puddle on the side of the road outside your car, and it's, it's pretty gross. Now, this is North Carolina, so that mud in that puddle is, is red. It's a red clay. Uh, maybe it's springtime, so we've got a nice little glaze of pollen on top of that puddle. Ugh, yeah, it's gross, right? There might be some critters living in it. Who knows? Um, so just this this. You with me? Like, this puddle is disgusting, right? You just, you wouldn't want to go near it. Hold that image in your head. We're going to come back to it. Put that in your back pocket for a second. Uh, Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Um, to really get the full weight of what Paul is saying here, I actually want to backtrack a little and go to Galatians 4. So Galatians 4, 4 through 9 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you're sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not God's. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, 
How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? So with that in mind, coming back to Galatians 5.1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. With everything that Christ has given us and done for us, why would we ever want to go back where we came from? With the ocean in front of us, why would we ever want to go splash in that disgusting puddle again? We aren't slaves anymore. We don't have to sit in the lies and our shame and our fear. We have been set free. That is worth an amen. Somebody. <laughs> so this passage in Galatians is that puddle and ocean reference. Christ, or Paul is saying through Christ, we don't have to keep sitting in that grossness. We don't have to keep living like slaves. We've been given an ocean, but we just kind of want to sit in our nasty puddle sometimes. Why do we do that? Maybe it's because we don't trust God. Maybe we don't really believe that we're free. So I'm going to share, um, again, real quick, just something kind of personal. So this, this past June, this summer, I was standing up here, and I shared with you guys that our family was going through a struggle. We had a child that at the, thought, at the time we thought was just dealing with some insomnia. We were about three weeks in at that point to really troubled sleep. That has since turned into about nine months of really debilitating anxiety, uh, now, we have an amazing therapist. We've, God's really provided for us in there, and, we've, and uh, my child's made some really good progress, so I don't want to leave you with a negative um, message in that. But it's been, it's been a long nine months. But I remember one particularly rough night in December around Christmas. Um, she was convinced that she could not sleep that night if I was not right by her side the whole night. Every time she'd fall asleep, she'd startle awake. And cry out for us. Um, so this went on for a while. And finally I said, look, you're safe. You're loved. We're right here. Mommy and Dad, you're close by. We're not going to leave you. We're not going to abandon you. We would never do that. I was like, do you, do you believe me when I say that? Do you trust us when we say that? And she looked at me with tears coming down her face. And she just cried out, no. <laughs> And I realized I could tell her all I wanted, how much we love her and we would protect her and provide for her. I could list all the times in the past that we've done exactly that. None of that mattered if she didn't believe it. So at that moment, like it happens a lot, God gently tapped me on the shoulder and reminded me that I do the exact same thing. I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I don't believe he can take care of me and provide for me. No matter how many times he's already done it, and he's done it a lot, I spend way too much of my life living like I'm on my own, like I got to get it all right, like I got to be able to fix it. I'm still living like a slave. I'm still playing in my nasty little mud puddle. And that's how anxiety works. As our therapist has put it, anxiety tries to steal joy now by making us worry about the future. How can I fix this? How can I handle this situation? But that's how our enemy works too. The enemy wants you to forget that God has already rescued you from death. He's taken on the worst possible outcome and he's dealt with it. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen, he's already dealt with it. 
And our enemy wants us to forget that. He wants us to, convince, to be convinced that Jesus is not enough. That what God has done for us is not enough. But here's the hard truth. If God never did another thing for us, if he never gave us a single other blessing in our entire lives, he's already given us Jesus. And that is enough. He could do nothing else going forward, and he's already done the most that he could ever do for us. He's adopted us as sons and daughters. He has freed us from our slavery. He's given us the ocean. But we have to choose to believe that. We can stop living like slaves. We can stop playing in our gross, muddy, oil-slicked, critter-infested, disgusting, pollen-coated puddle and get up and go swim in the depths of the ocean of his love and grace. And yeah, his ocean can be intimidating. It can be even scary. We don't know the full depths sometimes. We look at that, we're like, wow, that is so much bigger than anything I can handle. Sometimes we draw close and we see storms on the horizon and the waves look big and scary. But remember, who's out on the waves? Who's calling to us from the waves? Y'all can answer, it's okay. <laughs> Jesus is out there on the waves, right? He's out there calling to us. He says, trust me, focus on me. Remember you've been rescued and adopted. Live like you've been set free. So this morning, we're gonna end our service on a high note. Um, we're gonna have a time of praise. This is another participation for you guys. We're gonna meet God in it and we're gonna say, I believe you, I trust you. I know you're good. I know you're in control no matter what's going on around me. I'm going to stop playing in my nasty mud puddle, and I'm going to dive deep in the ocean of your love and grace. I invite you guys this morning um, to just, just give that to God. Offer up your praise to him. What are you grateful for this morning? What has he rescued you from? And if it's nothing more than thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for giving me freedom through Christ. That's enough. That is praiseworthy. That is definitely worth lifting up. I'm going to give us a few minutes. Just call it out there. And let this be your, your closing prayer to God this morning. And then I will close this out in prayer.
Father, thank you that we can call you Abba Father. Thank you for adopting us as sons and daughters, for not leaving us to sit in the muck of our sin and our shame and our fear. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for the reminders that we don't have to live the way that we used to live. We don't have to live as slaves. We are daughters and sons. God, we thank you so much for Jesus. And God, we acknowledge this morning that he is enough. But no matter what we face, no matter what trials and stresses, that you are with us and you're growing our spirit to be more like you every day. Thank you that we get to participate in the work that you have going on in this world. And it's in, the, in your son's name we pray. Amen.